I'm Danny. And I'm Damika. And we are biracial unicorns. Do you guys have a minute to talk? Just a minute. We'll keep it short. We just need a moment of your time. Yes. <laughs> oh, friends. It has been a week, and we seem to say that every week for the last two years. Is this just the part of getting old, of just like every week being like, oh, it's, it's been a week. It's I don't- been a week. Um, we just wanted a, a quick, a quick check-in, mm. because Texas is just, is just doing its thing. Texas. She's, she's being the most right now. Being the most. Yeah, I'm sure by now you've all heard about Texas's abortion ban. Texas Senate Bill 8 passed and the Supreme Court. We we have lots of thoughts and feelings <laughs> about this. And I know y'all have a lot of thoughts and feelings. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be frank and say, like, I am tired. <laughs> yeah, say it. Yeah. Say it. I, I think that's another reason why we want to do this little short, like, check-in. One, are you guys okay? Are y'all okay? Because if we're tired and we're upset, I mean, how old, we did an episode about this topic. How long ago was that, Danny? I, I was going to look up what episode number it is. Yeah, Give me a moment yeah, here. Yeah, 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 you do that. <laughs> it's, we're, we're, we're tired. This is not a new topic. In fact, when the ban passed in in Texas this week, I was telling Danny I wasn't shocked, just heartbroken, just exhausted, and just tired from all fronts, from this being a recurring issue of the laws passed and pressuring on women's bodies to the response, whether it be for it or those who performatively say they are against it. It is, there's no place of reprieve. There's no place of rest. It is disheartening and exhausting yeah no it's it is and i think i think part of what's so exhausting and disheartening about it is i feel like we just keep talking in circles about this and Mm -hmm. we are continually on the precipice of something like this happening and it did happen and we can already see the dominoes starting to fall and it is a scary time my own thoughts about it too are being someone living in a state right next to texas right so new mexico is already preparing for an influx of women and people seeking abortions and it's real. I mean, we already have people who who come to New Mexico as we are one of six states in the country that don't have a time limit on abortion. I think part of our big concern about all of this is who is this impacting? Mm-hmm. Why was this legislation put into place? And just the fact that it is a six-week ban, y'all. Mm-hmm. Six weeks. That means six weeks mm-hmm. Six weeks from your last period. And I don't know about y'all, but I can guess that most people who have periods have been more than two weeks late. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, like, I don't think... I don't think if I were a young person, I would immediately jump to being pregnant, maybe under stress. But but I think there is this this attitude that is fostered 
in young people that it's like, well, you know, my periods are irregular. I'm just going to wait and see what happens. It is completely possible for someone to pass this benchmark without even knowing that they're pregnant. Exactly. And and it's done very purposefully. Mm-hmm. I think when reading over the ban, a lot of verbiage and the way that it's been planned and thought out, even with this, this incentive for people to inform Mm. Uh, the state that mm. if people are going and getting abortions like terms the facilities and those who perform them this is all very this is done very intentionally to <laughs> to keep women from getting abortions to once again have the authority and the say over women's and the governing over women's bodies from from all aspects it's just I'm trying to think about, I think I was maybe seven weeks, maybe seven or eight weeks when I was, when I was pregnant with my daughter and I was testing incessantly because like I said, fertility was an issue. And even like you said, in in that mindset of women's bodies, and that just shows once again, those who are in the know writing these bills of like, how much are you taking into consideration of women's bodies? It's just, it's an afterthought, the value of this, unless just unborn fetus child's life is holding present after the living woman person bearing the child's life and the value it's I'm, I'm so tongue-tied because I just feel so completely defeated and like you talk about the domino effect just seeing where this is leading to like this is not the end this is the beginning of opening up a horrific door of what this means for women and this is for someone and this is what I guess if you listen to our past episode where we we disagree on that but this is not the way and I've said I've said it then in that episode, and I'll say it again this way: You don't get to choose, pick and choose where you value life. Mm-hmm. And this is just a blatant, blatant display of where we put value and who we value. As Danny picked, like who does this most impact? Yes, yes. So we are concerned about our unicorn and women of color and white sisters and non-binary siblings and trans men, anybody with a with a uterus living in Texas right now. There has been this call on social media to kind of flood the the report line with false information. I'm not going to tell you to do that, but I'm certainly not going to tell you to not do that. Uh <laughs> and yeah, I think I think something else we wanted to put this episode out to talk to you all about it is we'd love to direct you to our previous episode Mm -hmm. where we talk about abortion as an issue. We also just want to say, and I'm trying to think about how to, how to say this in a way that isn't too ostracizing for people, Mm -hmm. but I think I am very concerned about the performative activism that is going to permeate all social media for the next several weeks and then Mm. disappear. So here's my challenge to you. Anyone who is out there posting their comparisons to Handmaid's Tale, their Mm. we are the witches that they didn't burn and all these other weird performative feminist rhetorics that get thrown around anytime something like this happens. If that is you, for every single one of those posts, you better be donating to activist organizations who are getting the work done. Unfortunately, in my experience, there are a lot of people who care enough to make these performative statements and be out there 
but aren't doing the work. And I know not everyone has the capacity to be doing the work. So if you don't have that capacity, please donate to organizations and individuals who are doing the work. I think it's also about space. And we talked about how important that is when the difference between performative. If it's about you being in the forefront and making sure you feel like you are being seen, then you have to kind of take a hard look at who is this for. Doing that little bit of research of saying who ultimately is really impacted by this ban, and it is overwhelmingly women of color. Mm. Once again, like Danny said, this is not to discourage or to bring any further division, especially amongst anyone who has a uterus. That quite the opposite. It is to encourage us to be able to uplift and amplify the voices and giving them the support, the resources, and like we say, passing the mic in order for them to speak and give them that support. So a few less head maintenance tail sit-ins and a little bit more, <laughs> like I said, of resources, money, and time. Instead of posting uh, something about being a witch, maybe uh, highlighting a woman of color who's been doing this work for a long time because they're they're there. Multiple there. You know, even reposting a podcast about how to educate, what we can do for support, alternatives, how to fight this, voting information. There are so many other collective things. You just being a woman, we already know you're going to be impacted by this. Dot. We don't need the performance on top of that. And I think where Danny and I talk about our fatigue is that we've already seen BLM come and go, Stop Asian Hate come and go. And we've talked about how quickly these things kind of fizzle like a sparkler on Independence Day. They are lit, they are beautiful, they're bright, and they fizzle, and then they burn. And then there's there's nothing left there but the people who've already been holding this candle for such a long time. Yes. So... Exactly, exactly. And I think that's that's a big part of why I have the recommendation of of putting your money out there. Mm-hmm. Longtime listeners at this show know how much I hate capitalism and I hate mm-hmm. money. But it speaks, girl. But it speaks. That is the reality of the situation we live in. Something that Damika and I talked about off air, I believe, uh, <laughs> is that... This legislation is not going to stop people from getting abortions. It's going to limit access to close, safe abortions. So we need to be able to support people in getting the health care that they need, in getting the support that they need, and in being able to just take care of themselves. And so I think money is a very tangible step towards that. I mentioned that New Mexico is already preparing for people mm-hmm. to drive here for abortions. I know Oklahoma, Louisiana mm-hmm. are also going to be big destinations um, for this. This this ban has effectively increased the one-way driving distance to an abortion clinic for people in Texas from 12 miles to 248 miles. Another way to think about that is an additional three and a half hours each way. So this cost, when thinking about minimum wage workers, Uh is another three and a half hours of work. This is essentially going to cost people driving for abortions a full day's salary just to get to and from an abortion clinic. So money is very important in this moment. So please, 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 if you care, if you have the ability, donate, 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 donate. 
and show some support. If you are not there, if you're not understanding the full impact, y'all, y'all get educated. And it, like Danny and I talked about off air, and that I, I was speaking specifically always to those who say they are pro-life, which it, it's not pro-life, it's anti-abortion. You have to care about life in all stages. That is before conception and after birth. If you do not feel like you can honestly and morally donate to abortion, you deal with that. But if you're also not actively looking into the education for contraceptive, for free birth control, if you're not advocating for male birth control, if you're not advocating for for programs and welfare and support for after the child is born, you do not get to pick that. You do not say that you are pro-life if, once again, you do not care about life in all parts of the cycle. And I urge you, I urge you and beg you because I was like, Danny, last time we did this episode, I personally got a lot of emails saying, how could I, how could I say that I'm a Christian or how can I say these things and be it? And then Danny said, how do I reconcile these things? It is this, because I can honestly say I care about life in all aspects, including the life of the person with a womb. You have, you don't get to pick and choose this. Educate yourself and do the work. Do the work. Yes. Do the work. I'm a heathen, so nobody judges me. <laughs> That's the best part of being an atheist, is no one <laughs> judges me. Girl, people are, oh, they stay mad at me. That's, that's the thing. <laughs> Danny, Danny is so sweet. I don't know. Maybe I should have. Like, Danny said, like, how, who would ever yell at you, Demika? And I'm just like, so many people. <laughs> yeah. But we know that's all about them, and it's not about you. Yeah. Our hearts are are going out to everyone. I can't speak for Demika. My money's going out to everyone. And we're here. We're Mm -hmm. here. If anyone wants to reach out, if anyone's looking for resources, let us know. We will direct you as best we can. Mm-hmm. We could we could go on and on, but we definitely wanted to at least touch base and let everyone know that we are thinking about this. And we hope that you are too. And we hope that the outrage surrounding this doesn't fizzle in a couple mm-hmm. of weeks. Exactly. And if you feel comfortable, share your story. Or if you would like to trust us with that, we would we would take that with amazing grace and with honor. I think just in recently, I'm realizing the importance of people sharing their stories and their experiences. If you don't feel comfortable on our platform, please do it on yours. Share your stories. Yeah. Or even just share your story individually with one other yeah. person. Yes. Oh, people need to see. People need to hear. All right, y'all. Take care of yourselves. Mm-hmm. Hydrate. Mm-hmm. Get some sleep. We're living in the darkest timeline. I'm going to keep saying that. That's like my new closeout. (laughs) There's no more peace. There's no more out. It's like, be safe in the dark times. 